0: The That's Good From You podcast welcomes you into a dynamic conversation about faith and following King Jesus in a complex world. Join us as we grapple with difficult questions and learn to live in the tension.
1: Welcome back, friends, to the That's Good From You podcast. We're really excited to be here for our third Episode with Doctor Bruce Holm. Doctor Bruce Holm. We've got the big doctor. Mm. in Yeah, we got the doctor this Just time. To drop it off. Just fine. had to put it in there. Just That's call me
2: right.
1: Yeah. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. ha. <laughs> <Bruce. laughs> <laughs> it's
2: fine. <Bruce-y. laughs> Thanks, ladies.
1: Yeah, we're excited to be back. It is the first day or first weekend in Advent mm-hmm. as you are hearing this. If you're listening Here's to hyped it for Christmas. <laughs> oh. Not me Hi. Oh. <laughs> Everyone already knows my feelings about Christmas If they listen to our last that's Christmas true. episode And know that it's not my favourite um, season But no, that's okay
0: dark, I like a bit of sing song, you know A bit of fun The High Five Christmas CD comes out this time of year <laughs> And I just cannot get enough of Charlie and Kathleen <laughs> Singing sleigh bells <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Neither okay, of us That's cool, that's cool Oh, I did not expect that <laughs>
1: Come on the podcast, you never know what you're going to (laughs) get. That's true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Advent might not be a word that is in your common usage. You might not find yourself throwing that into conversation on a day-to-day basis. Perhaps you have heard of Lent as the lead up to Easter. It's part mm-hmm. of the church calendar. We also have a period of time that is the lead up to Christmas. It's mm-hmm. called Advent. Some churches that are more liturgical or have a liturgy um, often work through, is it love, hope, joy and peace in, as words that frame Advent in the, mm-hmm. in the lead up. But that's a season that we're entering and it's a season of what's well, really a liminal season like we talked about it's the last... It's
2: totally a totally liminal season. But it's yeah. a season of
1: waiting, of longing and of hoping. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches have talked about it as if we're kind of waiting and longing and hoping for the first coming of Jesus, what we celebrate at Christmas. Yep. Yep. But actually Advent for a long time in church history has been the waiting and longing and hoping for Jesus to come back again to set all things right. So that's kind of what Advent is. And we want to have a conversation today about one of the really hard parts of being human... That's all what Advent's all about, which is waiting.
2: Yeah, Advent actually means coming. So, like you have the advent of a new, I don't know, football season or an advent of a new something. Yeah, Mm. advent of a baby coming. So, the the advent of a new addition to the family, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, that's all it really means. So, it sets us up for, well, that means if it's coming, it's not here yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that implies. Waiting Waiting. in an in-between space. (laughs)
0: Yay! Yes, the tension. But it's not like a, you know, I'm waiting for my food to beep in the microwave. (laughs) It's like a... That is a hard waiting if you're really hungry. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What kind of waiting are we talking about here? Like there's Mm. a difference between like waiting and longing Mm. and anticipating for something that's coming and, yeah, like Mm. waiting for the bus.
2: Yeah, I mean, so there's lots of different types of waiting. I mean, our framework is... Is I suppose uh, a Christian spirituality of waiting, or what does it mean theologically in and mm. around that space? So we are we're talking in terms of language around waiting on God. Mm. Um, what is the nature of hope? Because mm. that's intrinsically connected. You know, you can hope mm. for the bus to come, but yeah. you can you know, we were just talking before, you can track it <laughs> you can on track your phone, it. right? Yeah, totally. So like it's, not really, it's not really waiting. It's just sort of passing time, right? Mm. Yes, because okay. you know it's okay. So this is, yeah. this is more in and around, uh, I suppose, a spiritual practice mm. of waiting and and some of the helpful theological frameworks we might have to engage in that practice because if mm. we say that it, what it means to be human is to encounter liminal spaces mm-hmm. and therefore... To have advents in our life, things that are coming, mm, and things mm. that—I mean, we all know like Advent's going to go for four weeks, right? Yeah, and um, it's going to be jingle bells in about four weeks, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, yeah, and, yeah. and it'll happen. But but often the advents that we encounter in our mm. lives are less defined, totally. Yes. Yes. In that, and yeah. you do have to think about, um, you know, the, the Jewish people, the people of God, this wait, like waiting for, oh. I'm not talking for like four weeks
1: yeah,
2: or four months or four <coughs> uh-huh. years. This is like hundreds of yes. years yes. waiting. Yes. So put it in that yes. framework. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so many generations. Like people, this is a bit depressing to think about, but people were born, waited their whole lives, died and never actually saw the fruition of the thing that they had been waiting for. This is Hebrews for.
2: 11, yeah?
0: yeah, yes. Like yeah. That, all that.
2: Yep. So go, just go mm-hmm. and marinate on that chapter
0: mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, that's Ooh. exactly right. Yeah. And people thinking in that time that their waiting had might have come to an end, like they thought the thing had arrived, they thought the Messiah had arrived, but then it wasn't it. So there's that like mm. that sense of like grief and loss and yeah. the expectation that was kind of shattered, and then the waiting kind of almost mm. begins again. It's complicated. <sighs>
2: so it's got a rich biblical vein mm. and tradition yes. around this whole notion of what it means to wait. What it means to wait on God, what it means to wait in in God.
3: Yeah. So, like
2: um, Psalm twenty seven uh, verse fourteen has been really speaking to me in my own liminal space. My mm. own, I, I really encountered this thing, this notion about waiting.
3: Mm. Um,
2: it says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage, and mm. wait for the Lord. Or Psalm thirty seven verse seven a says, be still before the lord and wait patiently for him. Mm. So patience courage courage yeah. taking heart which is yep. the same notion. Mm. Taking heart, taking courage, like this whole notion of how much courage it takes to be still mm. and wait and what what do we do in that in those spaces of stillness? Mm.
0: Mm.
2: What do you do, Emma?
0: Oh my gosh, cry. <laughs> 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 mm.
2: So one of the things that we can do is approach waiting as passing time. Oh, mm-hmm. get on with it! Oh, I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait mm-hmm. till it mm. resolves itself or something changes, etc. Yeah. But uh, the biblical invitation for me seems to be a bit, bit deeper that than that. Mm. Rather than waiting for a, a, a product or an event or a something, it's waiting waiting for a person or leaning leaning into a person, be yeah. still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait mm. for the Lord, Let be strong, let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. So this mm. this quote's been um, rocking us a little bit from John <laughs> Ortberg, <laughs> mm. which says, biblically, waiting is not something we have to do until we get what we want. Okay. Waiting is part of the process of becoming who God wants us to be.
0: Mm. Blimey. Hmm.
2: Does that land for you, Sophie?
1: Yep. I'm not a very patient person. (laughs) So I I really don't like waiting. And when I am waiting, I think I busy myself with other stuff, like just things to do. And so I'm actually – I think I'm very rarely attentive to what it is that God's doing in terms of forming me in that time because I'm like, well, I'm waiting. I've got time to kill. I'll get something else that I need to get done off my to-do list rather than what you were saying about slowing down being still before God and waiting for him in that sense. So <clears throat> that's that quote is challenging to me because it's like in those seasons of waiting, like right now when I am in a liminal space, I'm not sure what's next. I'm trying not to plan ahead and, you know, make so many plans about future things, but I'm not necessarily using the time to think about how I'm being formed.
3: Mm. Wow. Mm.
1: Yep.
2: Some gold in there.
1: Hmm. So that is a really challenging idea. Having said that, I can see other times in my life where I have had these seasons, where I have definitely grown. And so it's not that I don't have an understanding that God's able to do that. I think I'm maybe better at it in hindsight, better at seeing Mm. the way I've been formed in those waiting periods in hindsight than I am in the moment.
2: Yeah, what you say, um, you just mentioned attentiveness there. So Mm. I think that's a Mm. good clue Mm. that... You know, waiting as passing time versus waiting as paying attention.
3: Mm. Yeah. Or an
2: opportunity or an invitation totally. mm. to start to pay attention because we haven't got the thing that moves us on mm. that we want. No. So we actually are almost backed into a corner to go, well actually what what's going on at a yeah. deeper level um, for us in this space. Mm. So this is this is where um, in particular, the, the invitation to patience becomes mm. right, mm. R- really bubbles to the top. Mm. Like, and waiting has this way of distilling our desires. So, what we think we really want is really important for us. Mm. And sometimes, the longer it takes for those things to work themselves out, or maybe even not come, the more we get an invitation to challenge. What? What? What's totally. at the root of those desires? Mm. How did they align or not align with Kingdom of Shalom and peace mm-hmm. and love and, and goodness? Um, and th- and this deeper question: Who who are you shaping me to be? Exactly. In the midst of that,
0: that's right. It's all about forming into the likeness of Christ. And yeah. That quote, like, perhaps waiting could be the invitation, and a part of the process of becoming more like Jesus.
2: Mm. It's really countercultural, I reckon,
0: because mm.
2: yeah. um, one of the one of the one of the metaphors I like around this is the contrast between productivity and fruitfulness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we, we have I a love c-
1: being productive. Don't break that down for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <I'm>
2: so <sorry>. well <laughs> look, it's, it's good to be productive in terms of getting stuff done right. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, lots around our world tells us that your value is measured by your output, yes. like KPIs yes. and all that yes. sort of stuff. And the difficulty with a productivity mindset in our lives is that we... Um, Productivity is measured by what we can generate out of ourselves. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas fruitfulness in the Christian life uh, is, is still production, quote unquote, mm. of something, but it's actually generated by what God works through us yeah. mm-hmm. in due season.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And due season means not 24-7 yeah. production yes. line. Mm-hmm. Due season means there's periods of rest, mm. there's periods of stillness, there's periods of dormancy,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: there's yeah. periods of like just waiting for that sea yeah, under the back. ground, yep, it's yep. doing something, yeah, it's dying the down there, Yeah, can maybe put some water on it mm-hmm. whatever but can't do much. Mm-hmm. That really, if, if you can frame periods of waiting of like nothing's happening, I'm not producing anything, I'm not generating anything mm-hmm. out of my life or things aren't happening, you go, actually it might be an, an invitation to reframe towards the metaphor of... Fruitfulness, and of course, that comes pruning. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a conversation with Bruce without some kind of allusion to John fifteen. Yeah,
2: and so John <laughs> fifteen, and then we're talking about yeah, paying attention to the flow of the sap of love between <laughs> vine and branch, and how yeah. that, that dynamic, and so trusting that that roots are going down, and when the when the branches are bare, you don't see a, a tree straining to bear fruit, oh. right? Mm. and freaking out cuz it's not bearing... it's just like not the right time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we're we talking about what's what are the invitations in periods of waiting? Like one is just deeper trust.
3: <laughs>
2: deeper trust that God's up to something. Yeah. yeah. God's doing something even if it's only half seen or unseen.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. I don't reckon you can go wrong with going well, maybe God's asking me to trust more. So I've found that as as a helpful, mm-hmm. as a helpful one, but just to mitigate people who feel like, oh, well, I just sit around and do nothing," kind mm. of thing. The other metaphor that's helpful for me around waiting is pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. So, which I've not experienced, nor have we, <laughs> nor have you. <laughs> Certainly, my wife has. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, again, it's definitely a, a a time of of waiting of something coming, mm-hmm. an advent, mm-hmm. something's mm-hmm. coming. Um, But in periods of pregnancy, the invitation, there are invitations to prepare. Yeah. So there's not like a complete passivity. Mm. There is an an invitation to activity Mm. in waiting. But it's like, how do I, like if if we take this literally, how do I get the room ready? Mm. What clothes Mm. do we need? What things do we need in anticipation? Mm -hmm. What is it that we can do with patient trust Mm. towards what's What's possibly coming, hmm. okay? And who are the midwives that I need in my life? Hmm. I mean that for me personally has actually been a really significant question. I've been actually working with this metaphor
3: hmm.
2: um, over these last few months hmm. because I'm I'm like in this waiting space of trying to start this new enterprise
3: hmm. yeah.
2: and the first thing I've said is, God, I, I don't even know what I need.
3: Yeah, totally. I don't even, I
2: mean. I even know who I need.
3: Yep.
2: So it's like, ah. Oh, so it hasn't come to fruition yet. Mm. I know it's going to take some sort of shape, I think I hope mm. uh, but what I can do is oh who are the people that I need to help me in this space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah mm there's a couple of thoughts. what mm. throw one back to you, Sophie mm. what about what would you say in terms of of a theology of waiting or how mm. or how we mm. think? theologically about hope and waiting? How does that get framed for us?
1: That's a big question. Right from, like right throughout the Bible, we've got these moments of the people waiting for things. Like it it seems to be a pattern right Mm. throughout scripture of waiting for something to happen, waiting for God to come and do a particular thing. And what's really interesting in a lot of those stories is that like people go, yes, we know God's going to act in the future and we have hope because of how he's acted in the past. So there's this, we know who God is, we know his character, we know that he's mm-hmm. consistent and that he's, he's acted previously to save us as his people or whatever the thing is that they're waiting for. And so they actually look back in order to look forward, mm. which is really interesting. So the Israelites do this right throughout the Old Testament. Then we were just discussing before, this really is the Christian way of viewing things because as Christians, we have hope for the future when we look back at what Jesus has done at his life, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. So looking forward by looking back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the hope we have in what is going to happen. Yeah. Is rooted in the past. Is rooted in, in the past. And we've talked about this before on the podcast in kind of our earlier episodes that Jesus is um, the language Paul uses is first fruit or the, the language that N.T. Wright or Tom Wright uses is that Jesus is the prototype for new creation, that he's actually already gone ahead into new creation life. And so we actually look back at what's happened to Jesus in order to have hope for what's going to happen fast. So in we're the all headed
2: towards something that's already happened.
1: Yeah it's weird isn't it? Oh
2: yeah you know there's a funky word for this if you're for a big word. Tell it's called it. proleptic.
3: Proleptic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, when something,
2: so when something's proleptic, it means it happens out of order. So you're reading mm. a novel, right? You're reading a great book mm. and you're wondering what's going to happen and all of a sudden chapter 13 happens to be the final chapter but it's you're only halfway through the book. You mm. go, what? Yeah. So that's what happens with the Christ event. It's yeah. almost like it, ha- it ha- happens out of order mm. in one sense mm. because we find out actually – where we're headed, so we're yeah. still re- we're still in the, in a sense, the waiting mm. after that chapter. We're still reading the book, but in a sense, you already know. But when that's the not yet, yeah. Um, uh, we, that's the now, but the not yet is already. Wow, <laughs> it spins my head. Wow, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, it actually. So this is why, yeah, returning to the Christ event mm.
3: all mm. the time
2: is going ah, that's that's. A certain that's that's Christian hope because mm. that yes. that that actually infiltrates into the now. Mm. That's why we get out of bed on Monday morning.
0: Yeah, mm. makes
2: total difference. Yeah, and not just have a power hour on Sunday and then <laughs> you trudge through the week, but actually, mm. it, it makes a complete difference because what we what we are living. And I'm not talking about this glibly. Like there is mm. massive challenges yeah, and it's so hard, it's so, so difficult hard. in people's personal lives mm-hmm. and globally yes. and you just go, oh, this feels hopeless. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference between, ah, oh, well, it's all right. Well, God's going to do away with the earth and it'll, it'll all mm, fix yeah. itself, or whatever. You go, actually, actually, the seeds of resurrection have already borne fruit in this mm. prototype, or this yes. first fruits, yeah. and so we're actually part of that, that rhythm of death and resurrection, mm, right, in yeah. seeing that yeah. come to fruition, in little pockets of God's mm-hmm. shalom and pockets of God's new creation. Mm. Breaking out, so like, yes. okay, I can get out of bed for that yeah. for the possibility of that.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. but I like that you've named that. Uh, whether it's in people's personal lives or whether you're talking globally, it, there are times, and I would say, like, right now is one for me where you look around the world and you're like, this does genuinely seem hopeless. Yeah. Mm. like, like the, like there's nothing you can do, and it is. Uh, this is another waiting, in some, like in many ways. So I think naming that's really important. Not that we don't have hope for the future because of what Jesus has done, but that waiting can get to the point sometimes where it's like, oh, like, do I still have hope? Totally. Mm. You've got to name it. Mm.
2: And that's why pastorally we never wave Romans eight twenty eight. Around yes. like a magic wand yeah. saying, yes. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, fine, Emma. God works things together <laughs> yeah, for together. those who love him. Mm. It's all for good. You know, like you mm. you we go, actually there are times that are deep lament and grief yeah. are yeah. definitely yeah. called for. And that's not anti-hope. No. That's just living fully into the Yes the reality of mm. that cycle. That's
0: right. And into your humanity. Mm. Practically, what does it look like to look forward in hope by looking back? That's
2: a good question. Mm. Well, I think Sophie hinted at before. I mean, this continual exhortation from God or well, through the prophets to mm. people of Israel, remember, remember, remember remember, mm-hmm. remember the Lord. So just even like if you're a practical thing, I know not everyone's into journaling, but it's one of the reasons I've journaled because I can mm. I can go back and mm. trace it go, oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. that God, I've seen that. Or I've, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, ...any way that you can remember. It's actually why I think liturgy at its best or worship is actually a, a, a storytelling... Yes. Yeah. a retelling of the story and a re-entering yep. into the story. Yeah. Um, it's interesting the word religion can mean a couple of things from religio. One is religament. Um, so like rejoining yeah so like it's a rejoining to the story or there's wow. another interpretation of that word is rereading so we come together to reread the story mm, right. so there are there's powerful ways of thinking about mm. um a, a coming together as the community of God of oh this is the framing story into mm. which we find ourselves mm, mm-hmm. and we re- we are rejoined to it or we reread it together yeah. however you want to say mm, yep. for me that's like ah oh, you know what a what a week I've had I come together with other Christians yes. and I, I am reminded uh, in amongst the process of lament or whatever else happens but I'm also reminded mm. of this this rhythm of this story into which I find
1: mm. myself. And that is one of the beauties like in a really practical sense of Christian community where you can be having weeks or months or even years of feeling hopeless mm. but you've got a group of people around you who are able to point you back. And mm-hmm. say, remember yeah. the story, remember what God has done. I think that's just one of the really powerful, powerful things about being yeah. in community. Yeah.
2: And not as a shortcut to no. say no. your circumstance doesn't that's matter. Right. Yeah. It's uh, like, and so we are, that's yep. why we're remaining with you. Yes. That's why we're companioning right. you yep. in the darkest of, of hours. So mm. so that that's one thing, mm. The remembering. Um, I do have a book.
1: <laughs> you should have seen really? everybody. When when Bruce rocked up, he unpacked his bag and boy, was it full of books. Yeah. So, this, this <laughs> book,
2: because lightweight like talking is a bit high level stuff, but I know people are going out, yeah, but what do I actually do? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, this like is the book called by Adele Calhoun called Spiritual Discipline's Handbook Practices that Transform Us. Uh, I just love this book because it's just got a bunch of really short, practical ways into different mm. spiritual practices. Love and that. lo and behold, one of them is waiting. And I thought I'll go and look that uh-huh. up. Ooh. So she's got so
1: the the book is spiritual disciplines. Yes, and she's got a chapter on waiting as a spiritual yeah. discipline. So yeah, I just think wow. maybe who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, people might not have thought about waiting as a spiritual discipline. That's cool.
2: Mm. Who would have thought the desire? What's the desire in waiting to patiently trust in God's goodness and timing in the events and relationships in my life? Oh. Yeah,
0: Patiently trust in God's timing
2: um, uh, There's a bunch of scriptures there The practice includes Not imagining the worst case scenarios while you wait
0: Interesting
2: <laughs> Staying in the present moment with God
0: Oof, That's hard That is hard There's
2: that attentiveness mm. Not waiting for a future in which you can finally live oh, If oh, only I get ooh, to that
0: Right, then I'll <laughs> arrive and then I'll be here Then and I'll, I'll be whole and Yeah, yeah Yeah, wow
2: Uh, Surrendering your timetable. Now, I don't like that one. Yeah, I saw that face. (laughs) Uh, Letting go of control. Mm. Uh, Allowing others' space and time to change.
1: Mm, I'm really passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Got to make space for people to grow. And
2: equally for yourself. Giving Mm, giving myself space and time to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And then just finally... Then god given fruit from waiting, stepping into God's view of time, sustaining yeah, hope when things don't happen on your timeline. Yeah, that's mm. it. Ability to stay in the space between desire and demand with God and trusting in God's goodness and timing. So there's a bunch of things there. Mm. Mm. Adele Calhoun, C-A-L-H-O-U-N, Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. hmm uh, whole section there on waiting, so that looks, lots of those are posture things. They're not mm. necessarily tools, but I think they are. They are helpful practices uh, or dispositions or things that we can actually mm. find ourselves re reorienting ourselves towards in liminal seasons, so we can wait well.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's it. I think it's really difficult to uh, step into believing God's timing for things when we're waiting because I feel like even the last few months I've had conversations with people and they've felt really um I don't know disappointed in the way people have spoken about God's timing as though like people just try and explain away God's timing for certain things when they've come to pass or when they haven't come to pass and I think that can be really damaging for people when they're like oh well you know it's obviously not God's timing because a b and c or like you've still got a lot of work to do obviously or it's not the right time like all that kind of language that people throw on other people to explain away why God's done what God's done Mm. I think that's just really harmful Mm. for people so it's like how do we actually step into trusting that God's timing just is what it is and how can we yeah wait well yeah. And be present to it. And again,
2: just to say this quote again that we said earlier, biblically waiting is not just about – it's not just something we have to do until we get what we want. Waiting is part of the process of becoming who God wants us to be. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's in the midst of that, um, pondering this deep question, what's the forming, the deeper forming mm-hmm. and shaping, uh, perhaps character work, perhaps reordering desires work mm. that's, that's going on in the midst of that and allowing ourselves or allowing others space – to mm-hmm. let that hap- happen mm. happen slowly. Mm. One of my favorite mm. sayings is sometimes God takes a long time to act. Suddenly, oh wow! So <laughs> so one um, one of the really good <laughs> things about waiting is is the surprise when mm. you go, yeah. oh God, <laughs> yeah. you 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 did something. Mm. But you know if you're if you're always just focused on when's something going to resolve or when's something going to change, mm. then you actually when you, whereas if you focus on the process, if like you focus on the car trip with the kids, uh-huh. it more often than not you'll go, oh, we're here already.
0: Mm.
2: Whereas if it, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are uh-huh. we there yet? Yeah. We there? Well, man, it takes a long time. Yeah, you
0: kind hey. of miss the point when it's just about the product at the end. Mm.
2: Ooh, gold from Emma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good from you. <laughs> Thanks,
1: guys. <laughs>
2: oh, sorry. Yeah, that's good from you, Emma. <laughs>
1: So in, in Advent, in this season, in the lead up to Christmas, like, yes, we know that there's kind of four weeks of it and then we have that Christmas celebration, but what could we be doing over the next four weeks to pay, be paying attention mm. to what's going on to the things that we're longing for or hoping for? Like, what's a practice that we could over the next four weeks take on to be thinking about this stuff?
2: Well, you know when you get to the other side of Christmas and you just collapse, right? Yeah. Yes. Or I don't know if you yeah. – but, but that sense of like it just ramped up and up and there was this party and there was this thing and more of the – mm. oh, we just got Finally over the over. hill. Yeah. Like what if it was in reverse? Hmm. What if you actually structured your advent in terms of your calendar, spending, I don't know, a whole bunch of real practical things in reverse so that actually you minimalized the further you went <laughs> and you honed the further you went? So with each week you thought about what's how can I how can I be be slowing?
3: Mm. How can I be
2: narrowing and focusing and honing? Because that's what that's what waiting actually does. Mm. We start with lots of anxiety and when's it going to happen and yes. actually if we lean into it or befriend it enough some of it starts to strip away yeah. some of that sort of stuff and what you yep. thought was really central and important. Sort of tends to fall away Mm. and so it's a good way to hone your desires. So what if Mm. your Advent practice over the next four weeks, I don't know, be creative in some way that can mirror that. So I was telling you guys about a church that I once heard about um, not far from where we were living in Canberra. They started their first Sunday in Advent with this massive market and fair and fairy lights and like tinsel everywhere and like it was mm. just like full on, mm. and then they pulled some of that back for the next week and they still had sort of stuff. And then actually the third week was even less, and it got to like, I suppose Christmas Eve, and it was just the whole church was stripped. Mm. There was no lights, there was mm. no tinsel. It was just like a manger. Mm. And going, wow, that is such a great like. What if we? Is there mm. any way we can mirror that countercultural reverse yeah. processing? Mm as a way of mirroring the dynamics of waiting mm. in our own lives um yeah, that would be yeah. that would be one i don't know what people could come up with mm. but but cool. just using advent it's a, such a gift in the rhythm of the church year to mm. be reminded about you know this preparation this coming this advent means coming so what's coming so like the pregnancy metaphor how do i how do I make space? Mm. You know, a couple, they make space. There was an office. No, we can't be in office anymore. We're going to pull that out. We're going to declutter it so we can make a nursery. How do, you know, mm. let every heart prepare him room, That the, mm. the yeah. carol. And that sort That's of, great. what is, what is the great. hospitality that we can start to engage in and to make space mm. for that advent, that, that coming of the Christ King in that sense? So that actually, like, could you just imagine getting a Christmas Eve and going, I'm really rested. Yeah. I'm really ready. I would
1: love that. that. Like the way you're talking about Christmas, because like, again, most people who know me know that it's not my favourite time of the year. And I think it is because it ramps up to like to ridiculous proportions to a particular point. And actually that sounds like an incredible invitation into simplicity Mm. about something that's so beautiful that often gets lost in the addition and addition and addition of stuff that's going on in those four weeks or even probably eight weeks in the lead up to Christmas. I reckon one of the
2: best Christmases I can remember with our families, for whatever reason, we actually went on holidays um, just leading up to it mm. and it was so simple. Yeah. It was so focused. Mm. It was just like, I don't know, I'm just going, what's the matter with all you people? This is really, why are you all so stressed? This is just looks yeah. really good. And, you know, so mm. any way that can lead us into that space, I mm. think could be, could be good. So yeah. uh, even just, just jump on board and um, g- Google something about Advent. Like mm. if your church tradition is not, you know, mm. if you're doing a a series on something else that's got unrelated, then all of a sudden you're going to plonk in the middle of Christmas, like for yourself, even in your own readings or mm. devotional rhythms, like just go, okay, here's a gift in the rhythm of the church here that's used for preparation. we know that, Preparation is generally a good thing in life. Mm. Preparing for things that are important. Mm. So how how can I prepare with my diary, my wallet, my you know whatever
3: mm.
0: in a
2: way that will will make hospitable space for God? Yeah, oh, um, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, don't know. I'm sure there's bunches of resources out there, but
0: mm. yeah, that's amazing. I just keep thinking there are just so many invitations. It's like the invitation to slow, and the invitation to trust, and the invitation to ...live simply and the invitation to make space to be and become... ...and I'm just like, wow, the invitations are just so prominent here in this waiting season.
2: And all of those ones you talk about, I think, cultivate a capacity to notice the other. You know, like when you are going, when you're ramping up... ...I know this, when I've had bad Advents or leading up to Christmas... Like you're just frazzled, you're trying whatever, and then you go, Oh my goodness, there's some tragedy I should really give some money to that, but I feel oh I've spent I've already overspent yeah. or I've got not time or whatever. Mm. If you imagine if you did imagine how much how much mm. uh, awareness you would have of of the others that you can actually you can fair in can really mirror what sort of gift giving, mm. noticing is about if you had actually gone in the reverse of yes. your advent. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. And and not sort of thought out of guilt. Oh, I've got to give to the Christmas appeal. That'll appease my sense of I ought to be generous. But like, you can genuinely notice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, Emma. That's
0: right. It's not about passing the time till it gets to Christmas Day and it's all done and all the boxes are ticked and we've yeah. set the tables and we've bought the presents. Yeah,
2: it's not about passing times. It's about paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think that's good.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, I, I've. I don't know. I've got a poem. Should yeah, I read please. that? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. This, this has been one of my favorite poems from this. It was a Jesuit priest and a um, a scientist. His name's Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And I just sound Ooh. like I know how to say that, but <laughs> I don't really. Totally. <laughs> I just say it really quickly. <laughs> but um, just bear with me. He's got a few stanzas, but I think it's just, and you might even want to close your eyes if you're listening mm. and just let this wash over you as a. An invitation into this Advent space, yeah. into the practice of, of waiting, even if you're in a liminal phase in your life, um, just, to, just to hear this and, and receive it. Mm. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages And we are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability. And that may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. So let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on, as though you could be today, what time, or that is to say, what grace and circumstances, acting on your own goodwill, will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you. And accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. (sighs)
0: Mm. It's hard work, but it's a good work. Yeah.
2: Hard work, but good work.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: That is, yeah, it's a hard but good invitation Mm. might be one way to put it. And another one of the invitations that is out there is for people to engage with you more post the end of this so how can people find you
2: yeah yeah yep so talking the walk is now my business talking the au. you can find on the website and you'll see bits and pieces about me and whatever but my three main offerings um are around education retreats and companioning so education is about i can engage with church team or your school team or your whoever team or whatever to if you want to learn about different stuff i've taught on particularly reflective practice how do we connect faith and life and live the implications mm-hmm. like so i'm really interested in process rather than content mm-hmm. not so much what you believe but how you believe it mm-hmm. or how you make sense of life so any of that sort of stuff is kind of my jam The retreats I'm running, I run different retreats, or I can come and lead retreats Mm. in your space. I mean, my main work has been around the actual idea of talking the walk as a process of discernment, and I'm Mm. leading some retreats around that next year. Ooh, Ooh, (laughs) yeah, yeah! One for educators, one for people in ministry formation, and one for just ordinary pilgrims and punters. So, um, yeah, just check in the website. You can actually, if you go onto the the front page of the website, probably the easiest way is to subscribe to my email list and Mm. then you won't miss stuff. So education retreats and the third offering is companioning Mm -hmm. Mm. and that takes two shapes for me. One is as a spiritual director, so meeting with you every four to six weeks just to listen you into speech about your own
3: Mm.
2: happenings Mm. and trying to notice together Invitations of God in your life and the way God's working and forming you, and mm. what you might res- how you might respond. So it's not like mentoring or I'm no guru, I'm just you're your own best expert. I just mm. curate a space where you can do that. Mm. Uh, and the other one is professional supervision. So, particularly if you are in any sort of vocational context, doesn't even have to be Christian, really. It's like how how do you be your best self mm. in your workplace for the sake of others mm. so good. and so i open up reflective practice space and ways of you helping you do your own work in that
1: and as two people who have been through bruce's theological reflection mm-hmm. um journey process whatever you want to call it uh it has been and you know this Bruce I've told you these stories it's been invaluable in helping me through some of the like roughest things that have happened in in the last probably five or six years Mm. um and so highly highly recommend yeah Hearing Bruce talk about those things.
2: Sophie came into my class after four weeks, she wanted to exit, but it's didn't true. feel she could because we <laughs> yep. knew each other. Yeah, I didn't want to offend
1: Bruce, and but the class made no sense, and so I stuck <laughs> with it just so I didn't hurt Bruce's feelings. And then
2: lo and behold, you Here know, sometime later she goes back. I even have a theological reflection journal that I use. Oh when I try wow, to, that's I'm a going, shock! There's my girl. <laughs> <Yeah. Well done."
1: laughs>
0: Get on the Bruce boat. (laughs)
1: It's a great boat. (laughs) Yep. Bruce, thank you so much for Mm. your time and your wisdom and sharing that with us and our listeners. I'm sure it won't be the last time, but we're thankful that you've sat down with us for a couple of episodes now and, and engaged with us in this fun way. So thank you. That's right.
2: Such a pleasure to be on the potty. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> and <So good. laughs> and uh, just yeah, affirm you guys in the journey that you're on in the in-between space. And I won't say happy Christmas, I'll say uh, may you have a spacious advent. Come on, Ooh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, how about Let's that? go. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll leave
1: it at that. A spacious advent. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you guys probably in 2024.
0: Let's go. go. Well. Bye. See ya.